Good morning. I'm not pastor either. <laughs> Give me Amen. Hallelujah. I got the name of Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost. We can get right. That, that's basically all we need, isn't it? And a willing spirit. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, pastor called me or sent me a text yesterday asked me if I could preach today because the lady up at Sydney. Uh, you know, we were singing that next to that last song there, you know, the name of Jesus. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's all stand up just one minute. You know, the Bible says if we ask anything in Jesus' name, he does it. Amen. So we prayed for the healing of that uh, pastor's wife up there. So right now, I'm, I'm going to ask you all to join with me. And I just want you all to shout out the name of Jesus when I say three. Because Jesus is the healer. Right? right? Amen. Whenever God looks down from heaven and sees us, he sees Jesus. You know, he don't see Jim, he don't see Laura, he don't see Steve. He sees Jesus when he looks down from heaven and sees us. If we're in Christ Jesus, he sees Jesus when he did. And we don't know, I can't think of any scripture in the Bible where Jesus prayed for somebody or prayed for something that it wasn't accomplished. So if he's seeing Jesus and we're praying in the name of Jesus, there's nothing that won't be accomplished, right? Okay, so I'm going to shout three, and we're all just going to shout the name of Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! Jesus! Hallelujah. We just believe right now that that lady is healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. That little one is going to have a mother that just babies her and loves her. Hallelujah. All right, you can be seated. Thank you. Jesus heard that. God heard that. You know, this morning, I want to talk to you. I, I was praying last night and asking the Lord, I says, where do we go with this today? Uh, you know, sometimes whenever God, whenever you get something that throws right on your plate and you don't have time to prepare, sometimes it comes out better than if you prepare. So that's what we're hoping for this morning. Oh, Paul just went to take... Okay. He has a tendency to leave when I start preaching. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Hallelujah. But what I wanted to talk to you about today, he gave me three things he wanted me to share with you. Relationship, the body of Christ, and power. In order to get the power, we got to have the first two first. And so he's asked me to... to uh, I don't usually like to read a lot of scriptures, but I'm going to read quite a few scriptures today because I think it's vitally important that we understand who we are in Christ, how we are in Christ, and where we are in Christ. And so I'm going to, I'm going to share quite a few scriptures this morning, and I just believe that God's going to do mighty things in this place, and he's, the Holy Spirit's going to move, and everything's going to be wonderful. Amen? First of all, I want to share just a, just a most, I mean, all of you know who I am, and you know that you know, I've been in this church for quite a while, and I've been with Jesus for quite a while. Uh, but, you know, my life, I didn't grow. You know, I grew up in the church until I was a certain age, and then I fell away from the church. Uh, and I really honestly believe whenever I was like 10 years old, 
I really, and, and we went up before the congregation at the church and, and confessed Jesus. And I really believe at that time I was sincere about asking Christ in my heart. Uh, but there was no transformation in my life. So whether I actually did or not, I don't know. I, I know that uh, October 13, 1981, he definitely came into my life in a powerful way. You know, I went to bed one night an alcoholic. Woke up the next morning a Christian. Uh, Jesus Christ came into my room and, and spoke to me, and, and I accepted Christ into my life that day. And that's been 42 years ago, and I ain't had a drink since. Amen. So that, that changed. That's, I mean, Jesus is life-changing. I mean, he doesn't want you to come into this church one way today and go out the same way you came in. He's life-changing. He's, I mean, his desire is to mold each and every one of us into his image. Amen? He desires, he desires a relationship with us. Not just a knowledge of him, but a relationship with us. And that's what I'm hoping that what's going to, you know, if you, a lot of us think we have relationships, but we really don't have relationships. You know, I can, I can honestly say in my marriage, you know, I thought my wife and I had a beautiful relationship. But it changed, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12 years ago. That relationship changed because, not because of anything I'd done, it's because God revealed to me what a husband is supposed to be. And so whenever he revealed to me what a husband is supposed to be, then I made that change. And... I can tell you it was it was for the better for both of us, I believe. <laughs> uh, but God changes. Jesus changes us. He don't want us the same. You know, if we come in here every Sunday, do the same thing, walk out the same way, that's not church. That's just a fellowship. He wants to change us. So anyway, I got some scriptures I want to share with you today. Uh, and, and the first part that I'm going to talk about is relationship. Because the first thing that Jesus wants from us is a relationship with him. So if you, I don't have anything up on the screen. If you got your phones or if you got your Bible and you want to turn to it, the first scripture I'm going to share with you is John chapter 14, 6. I'll give you a little bit if some of you want to get there. And then I'm going to read through most of that chapter So anyway, in John chapter 14, 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So there is no other way. You know, they try to tell you on TV that, you know, we're all, we're all part of God's family. Well, we're not all part of God's family because he says it very plainly right there. There's only one way to be a member of God's family, and that's through Jesus. We can't do it through Buddha. We can't do it through any other way except through Christ. If we believe what the Bible says, then we have to believe what his word says. Amen. And we go on and it says in, in chapter 14, and I'm going to go to verse, skip to verse 11, and then we're going to read through the rest of this. It says, uh, I'm in John. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Corinthians instead of John. <laughs> I'll give you guys a second for me to turn to my...
Anyway, starting in John 14, 11, it says, Philip said to him, Lord, show me the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say, show me the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative. But the Father abiding in me does the words, works. So, Jesus had such a relationship with God that anything he spoke, anything he said was from the Father. You know, whenever you're speaking the word from the Father, you can't go wrong. Which, this word is all from the Father, so when you're speaking this word, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. So he goes on to say, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, I missed 11, let's go back up. 11, 14, 11, it says, Believe in me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe on the account of the works of themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I shall do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's a pretty powerful statement. You know, and of course it's a wide open statement. And of course we as Christians understand what he's saying there. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But he also goes on to, to clarify that. He says, if you keep my word and love me. So the, the words that we speak are going to be God words that, that we are speaking. The things that we desire is God desires the things that we are speaking. He also says in John chapter 15, 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. And also in uh, John fifteen sixteen, it says, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. So it's not just a one-time thing he mentions in there, this, this awesome thing that he's going to do for us. So if we ask anything in Jesus' name, that lines up with the Word of God, He's going to do it for us. Just think about that just a minute. I mean, think all the things that Jesus did in the Bible. Think all the healings that took place in the Bible. Think all the deliverance that took place in the Bible. Think all the lives that was changed in the Bible. Who did that? And we have that same spirit that dwells within us. You know, Jesus, until he was baptized in the River Jordan and the Holy Spirit come up on him, he wasn't doing all these miracles. You know, we, as Christians, when we are baptized in the Holy Ghost, we have the same spirit that comes upon us. The same spirit operates in us that operates in Jesus. So we have, as long as... Whenever Christ looks down at us, and as long as Christ sees Jesus in us, we have that same ability that Jesus has. Because he lives in us. And, and as we go on and read through this and understand the relationship that we have with him, 
and says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will say to ask the Father, and he will give you a helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him. But you know me, because I abide with you and will be in you. Jesus is in you. You know, I was telling you, you know, about my life, how God changed my life. You know, and, and I was, <laughs> the other day, my, well, that's been a while back, my son was over in Maryville, and he was, uh, oh, talking to a couple of my old classmates. And, uh, you know, he, they was asking him, you know, what I was doing, and he was telling them, you know, that, well, I had an insurance agency in Rockport and one in Mountain City, and, and that, you know, my wife and I, we had a, a ministry, a missions deal and stuff. And, of course, they looked at Charlie and says, well, that really surprises me. Jim wasn't very smart in school. <laughs> so God can change you. Amen? Now I have the mind of Christ. You know? But, you know, that that's how they perceived you then and how they perceive you now. Is different because Christ changed you. Not that Jim did anything, but Christ changed you. My whole life changed the day I asked Jesus into my heart. And he wants to do the same in each for every one of us. Let's go on with this relationship thing a little bit. It says, uh, I, will, I will not leave you an orphan. I will come to you. After a while, while the world will be hold me no, no more, but you will behold me because I live, and you shall live also. In that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my Father. And I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come into him and make our adobe with him. I mean, he just continually tells us that he doesn't want us to just know him. He wants to come into us. He wants to abide within us. He wants to be within us. He wants to be Jesus in us. So when God looks down on us and we ask something of him, he's seeing Jesus. He is seeing Jesus. You know, we was driving down the streets in, in El Salvador one time, and, and the Lord spoke to me, and, and he said, Jim, he says, when you lay hands and pray for somebody, it's no different than Jesus laying hands and praying for somebody, because I abide in you. I mean, it's not me doing it, but it's Jesus in me doing it. Hallelujah. So... Relationship. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, when the Father, well, the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, 
let your heart let not your heart be troubled nor let it be in, be fearful you heard that I, what i said i go away and i will come to you if you love me you would not have rejoiced you would have rejoiced because i go to the father for the father is greater than i and i and now i have told you before i come to pass that when it comes to pass you will believe i will not speak much more with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing with me but that the world may know that i am loved loved of the father and the father gave me commandments even so arise and go from here hallelujah so he's telling us once he leaves there's going to be some trouble coming but he also tells us in his word we have all power and authority over the enemy the world doesn't you know so we should really feel sorry for the world i mean we should so much feel sorry for the world because they don't have power over that enemy and by our by our actions by our voices by what we say we can give power to the enemy or take power away from the enemy you know if we speak godly things christian things we take power away from that enemy you know we can look across the world right now and see all the chaos and all the turmoil going on around this world and it's horrible it's really horrible but if we start speaking life we start getting the gospel of Jesus Christ spread throughout this world then all that can change you know we're we're coming into an area I believe there's been a lot of prophets talking about we're coming into an area I believe where there's going to be a worldwide awakening and we as a church don't want to get left out of that worldwide awakening we want to be part of that you know so we have to have this relationship with Jesus Christ in order to be part of that worldwide uh, awakening. I mean, it's not going to be a worldwide revival, but it's going to be an awakening. You know, people you never dreamed of are going to be coming to Christ. There was people never dreamed I would ever come to Christ. <laughs> and understandably. But whenever he calls you, And next, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about one body. Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 12. It says, For even the body is one, yet has many members. And all members of the body, though they are many, are one body also in Christ. For by one spirit we were baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we all made to drink of the same spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, it is not this reason that less, it is not any reason any less of the part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? 
if a whole body were an ear, where would the hearing, where would the smell come from? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desires. And if they are all one member, where would the whole body be? Hallelujah. So we are all part, you know, and and it goes on to talk about, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, but we're all one body in Christ. We're all together with Christ. You know, if we are all working together, you know, the Bible says if if uh, one strand can make a thousand flee, then three strand cord can make ten thousand flee. So if we are a body of Christ, are united in that body of Christ, think how much we can make them flee. The spirits couldn't stand to be around this place. The spirits couldn't stand to be in Rockport, Atchison County, if we all unite and pray against those things. But he, he desires uh, for us all to work in unison. It says, And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker or unnecessary are are necessary and other members of the body which have been less honorable on these bestowed more abundant honor and our unseemly members come to have more abundant so I mean basically he's telling us Sarah that you know just because you was nothing don't mean you is going to be nothing (laughs) Uh, you know as, as I've pointed forward you know or pointed back that, you know, I didn't really have a productive lifestyle, you know, until I was 25 years old. I, I really wasn't too productive about anything, and God changed me. And, you know, who would have thought, you know, and they was also telling my son, well, he was one of the shyest kids I ever met when he was in school. So who would have thought that, you know, God would change me from who I was uh, to who I am? And it has nothing to do with me. Uh, it's because I got into the Word, started reading the Word, started applying the Word. You know, you can read this Word all you want, but if you don't apply it, it doesn't work. You know, I don't know how many of you laid hand on a sick person and seen him recover. How many of you ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ and had him accept Jesus Christ? That's our job. That's not the preacher's job. That's our job. Uh you know, the, the Bible says, in Mark it says, believers, it doesn't say pastors, it says believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we are part of the body of Christ. So I have the same spirit in me that the pastor has them in. I have the same spirit in me that Charles has in him. You know, the Holy Ghost does the work. And he desires to work. Hallelujah. And down 26, and it says, if, if one member suffers, all members suffer. If one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. No one, no, now you are Christ's body, an individual member of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helps ministry, administrations, 
various kinds of tongues. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers or miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healing. All do, all do not speak with tongues. All do not interpret, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. And I show you still more excellent things. So he, he will give us more than we ever dreamed we could have. You know, I, I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I'd be up in front of people preaching someday. Uh, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm still up here. Because God asked me to do this. And so I'm still here, and I'm still preaching, and I'm still, you know, I just, relationship with Jesus is so important. A relationship with the body of Christ is so important. Uh, you know, it, it tells us in the Word that, you know, we are supposed to go to church. We are supposed to fellowship with other believers. Otherwise, you know, it's like the 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 sheep, you know, one of them went astray, so the master went looking for him so he could get him back into the fold because if that sheep's out there by himself, he's going to die. He's going to die. He's going he's to get taken over. So it's so important that we understand and believe that each and every person in this church body has a very important role to play. And each and every person in this church body has the ability to do what the Bible says he has the ability to do. We can't doubt the authenticity of the Bible. We can't doubt who Jesus said we are in Christ Jesus. We can't doubt the name of Jesus. He says it works. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to talk to you a little bit about power, and I'm going to go to Acts, uh, Acts chapter 8. That don't sound right. That don't sound right. Yeah, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. I mean, Acts 1, verse 8, that's why it didn't sound right. Dyslexic here. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Judea, in Jerusalem, Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And Acts 10.38 says, You know Jesus of Nazareth. God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And Mark chapter 16, 15, it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes in me and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who is disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it shall poison, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Hallelujah. So, with this awesome Jesus that we got, with this awesome Holy Spirit that we got, we got power at our fingertips. Amen to that. Amen. Speak it. We have power at our fingertips. 
Because of his name, we have power at our fingertips. Hallelujah. In, in first, uh, first Corinthians, last, last scriptures I'm going to do here. In First Corinthians chapter 12, again, we're going to go back to, to verse 1. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray. To dumb idols, however, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says that Jesus is accursed. And no one says Jesus is Lord except by the same Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of effects, but the same God who works all things in all. But some three, four, five, and six, you know, uh, there's a variety of gifts, and the Holy Spirit's the one that gives those gifts. There's a variety of ministries, you know, so not all of us, you know, a, a lot of churches think we all should be preaching the same thing, which we all do have to preach the same thing because it is one Lord. But not every church has the same type of ministry. You know, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that they're different. So, you know, we can't really, as long as they're preaching Jesus as Lord and Savior, we really can't say that this church is wrong. Because there are different ministries and there are different ways to reach people. Now, we are a Pentecostal church. And we do believe in healings. We do believe in deliverances. And so, that is our ministry. You know, getting people saved, getting them healed, getting them delivered, getting them speaking in other tongues. You know, that is our ministry. And it says, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through that Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge according to that Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. And to another, the gift of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, uh, the effecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the distinguishing of spirits. And to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of those tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Hallelujah. Uh, distributing to each one as he wills. So if we go back to the first part of the scriptures that I read, it says, Ask anything according to my name, and I will do it for you. So these gifts are given for the body of Christ. They are given for the good of the church. So we know that this is God's word. So any of those gifts that we need, if we call upon those gifts and ask in the name of Jesus, why would we not believe in that we would receive that gift? Hallelujah. God wants to do mighty things in our lives. You know, I remember the, the first time we ever went to El Salvador. Uh, we ministered, we didn't have a church, we ministered in the streets. Uh, 
we was ministering in the streets, shared the gospel of Jesus, had people accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, which is awesome. Uh, asked for people to be prayed for for healing. You know, nobody came forward. Uh, finally, this one young girl and her baby came forward, prayed for them. The baby was miraculously healed. And for the next three and a half hours or four and a half hours, we were standing in the street praying for people. As a matter of fact, I got dehydrated. It's hot down there. <laughs> I got dehydrated. We stood out and prayed for people so long. But that was because God was showing who he was through us. Amen. It had nothing to do with Jim and Alma. I mean, it did. She went down there and did a tremendous amount of pre-work before I ever got to go, thank goodness. Uh, you know, she went twice before I went, I think. Once. I don't know. Anyway, but she went down and did all the pre-work and everything. But whenever we got there, they were still not open. But as soon as God performed a miracle in somebody's life, everybody's life were changed. Everybody's life was changed. You know, and the, the ministry is still going on down there 20 years later. Uh, you know, we've got uh, tech schools going down there. We've got uh, started churches down there. You know, we haven't been there for a long time, but we don't need to be there because the ministry is still going there because there's people there and know who they are in Christ Jesus, and they take over and run this. Hallelujah. Anyway, this morning, you know, Jesus says, the only way to the Father, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So what does he mean when he says, I am the life? He means that he has given us, if we go through him, we have eternal life through him. Hallelujah. I am the life. He's the one that gives eternal life through us because the price that he paid on the cross. He is the truth. He's in, in John chapter 1 it says he's the word. And this word is truth. So he is the truth. And he says, I am the way. So what does he mean by I am the way? I am the way to your healing. I am the way to your deliverance. I am the way to your salvation. This morning he wants to be the way in your life. He wants to change you. Does anybody believe in here that God is a changing person? That you believe that he still does miracles in our lives. He says, if you believe, ask anything, anything in my name, and I will do it. Ask anything, and I will do it. He wants to do it this morning. He wants to do it this morning. Not tomorrow, not next week, but he wants to do it this morning. The only trouble is, he's got to have willing participants. He's got to have people that want their lives changed. He's got to have people that want healing in their life. He's got to have people that want deliverance in their life. 
You can't sit by and be passive. Hallelujah. Brett, Jared, come on up. Where you want to? You know, I was talking to Brett and Jared this morning when I was in there praying. And, and I said, do you guys believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he lives in your life? And they said, yes. I said, do you believe that Jesus heals today? They said, yes. Do you believe Jesus delivers today? They said, yes. So if they believe all that, I'm going to ask people to come forward that need healing in their life, need deliverance in their life. I know there's people out there that's got to have bad knees, got to have bad backs, got to have headaches, whatever. But I'm going to ask you to come up. I want these guys to pray for you. Because they believe they believe. You know, and it's not a... You know, God doesn't ask for long religious prayers or anything like that. They're just going to lay hands on you and in Jesus' name you are healed. Because the Bible says, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These guys are believers. Hallelujah. You can ask him what he needs prayers for. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, people. These guys are putting their faith into practice. They're putting their faith into practice. Isaac, come on up. Hallelujah. These guys want to pray for you, Isaac. Hallelujah. Just remember, Jesus is the healer. In His name. In His name, we are healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your only responsibility is to believe that this is happening. That is your only responsibility. You've got to believe that Jesus is who He says He is. And you've got to believe that Jesus heals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. The name of Jesus. Heals all. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we just trust in you, Father God. Hallelujah. Lord, we trust in your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't miss out, guys. Don't miss out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't miss out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. As these guys are doing this, they're being taught. Hallelujah. They're being taught that Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus is awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. His name is wonderful. His name is beautiful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you ask anything, anything in my name, I will do it. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayers, don't hesitate to come up. You know, these guys are here to spend time with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that in Acts, you know, he says, remain in the upper room until the promise of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall receive power. You know, the Holy Spirit has come up upon these two and they have received power. They speak with new tongues. You know, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for anybody that desires it. Lord God, we just thank you. We thank you that you are such an awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Hallelujah. Jared. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord God. Hallelujah. Come on, people. Let's change our lives. Let's be more like Jesus. Let's walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven like a noise, like a violent rushing wind. And it fell upon the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributed on on themselves. And they rested upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth was filled by the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good to all who are oppressed of the devil. If anybody wants that baptism of the Holy Ghost, wants to be filled with power, wants the evidence by speaking in other tongues, I'm going to ask you to come forward today on that. Hallelujah. Anybody.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is here to help. Jesus is here to help. The Holy Ghost is here to help. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, see you. You know, as these guys prayed for you this morning, I believe something changed in your life. I believe something changed in your body. If he said healing. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Come on, your no one understand as she is singing this power, song. The name, name of Jesus is, is still working out here. Your name is Hallelujah. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and all anxiety To every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus Your name, your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name, Jesus, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus. Come on, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. One more time, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus, your name. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold shine through the shadows 
burn like a fire. Your name, Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. One more time. Let's shout Jesus. Come on. Everybody. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. As your body. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus, your name. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. One more time. Your name. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Hallelujah. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus. Come on, let's speak the name. We speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over sickness. We speak the name of Jesus over the enemy. We speak the name of Jesus over whatever is affecting our lives this morning. Just speak the name of Jesus over it, and it has to leave. It has to leave. Hallelujah. Speak the name of Jesus. On three, let's shout the name of Jesus again. One, two, three. Jesus! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He hears us this morning. Jesus hears us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just give you thanks this morning for this service. Father, all those that were prayed for this morning, Lord, we just trust and believe that healing is in their lives, Father God. Deliverance is in their lives, Father God. Hallelujah. Let's give Brent and Jared a hand for coming forward this morning, you know, because I really didn't let them know this was going to happen. Hallelujah. Jim, can I share something? Can I? There's yes. Just been something yes. The Lord just keeps Absolutely. Bringing to me. Um, just, I, I visit retirement communities as a chaplain, and 
the Lord has just had me on the theme of prayer for, uh, really, for most of the year so far. And, you know, that, par that, that story of the four friends that brought the paralyzed man to Jesus, right? And, you know, in my mind's eye, I think, you know, there's one guy on each, you know, holding the guy on the stretcher, and they're all carrying the guy. Amen. And, you know, the crowds, you know, people learned, knew we got to get to Jesus. He's, you know, he's teaching, preaching, healing, right? As Chris has been telling us that that was Jesus' ministry, you know, and these four friends cared about their their friends so much that they knew they had to get him to Jesus. Like he's the one that can make the difference. And they get to the house what? it's crowded. They're packed in like sardines. There's no room, no room in the end, you know, no room there. So what do they do? They get up on the roof. Now, I don't know how that would have happened. I mean, maybe there were stairs. I don't know. But, I mean, that was pretty persistent to, to have him, to take him up on the roof and not drop him and, you know, all that. And then to dig a hole through and get a hole big enough where they could. I Amen. mean, think Amen. about that as persistence and, you know, that persistence in prayer, the persistence of the, 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 persist, the prayer of the persistent widow, also the parable. That's another one, that persistence Hallelujah. that God Hallelujah. is just talking about. But. You know, and then they, you know, G they lowered their friend in front of Jesus. And then the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, right? Amen. <laughs> he Amen. Did, so he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And then eventually, you know, he took up his mat and he walked and they were all amazed. But, you know, I, I want to be that friend that brings others. I, they've got, I might, these, you know, you see all around, I've got to get these people to Jesus. God, I'm going to lift them in prayer. You know, I'm going to get them to the Lord. You know, or maybe I'm the one with the need, and I hope that I have friends that bring me to Jesus too, right? Because we Amen. need each other. That's part Amen. of the body of Christ that you've been talking about. Just, you know, let's be those ones <laughs> to bring our friends to Jesus. And, and there might be some resistance, right? Amen. You might have to, call, call, <laughs> you know, go up on the roof and dig a hole through, right? The persistent widow, that unjust judge said, no, lady, go away, go away. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm coming back. Here I am again, right? And she wouldn't take no for the answer. And finally, he gave her what she wanted, even though he was unjust. Amen. And how much more will our Heavenly Father? That's Amen. Absolutely. So absolutely. God. Hallelujah. Amen. So absolutely. It just, that just kind of hopefully fits in. Thank you. I believe the Lord is just kind of orchestrating all that. But praise the Lord. So, amen. It is so, you know. All of us, we're all body, one body in Christ. You know, people taking part in this service is one body in Christ. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, and the most important thing of all is Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth one confesses unto salvation, and with a heart one believes unto righteousness. Amen. This morning, if you have never, or if you have and, and you don't feel like you were sincere about it, or if you have and you've fallen away, I just want to pray that prayer with you this morning so that you know that if something happens today, you're going to end up in heaven. That's my most important goal in everything in this whole thing is to make sure that everybody that's in here ends up in heaven. Because Jesus asked us to do that. If there's somebody in here that's, that's not made Jesus Lord of their life, that's not accepted Christ into your life, raise your hand, would you? I don't want to embarrass anybody, but Jesus ain't embarrassing. <laughs> you know, if, if you've not done so, we need to do so. 
We really need to do so. I don't care if you're five years old or you're 150 years old, you still need Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody's made Jesus Lord of their life. Praise God for that. Then we should be out delivering this message to everybody else out on the street then. If we're all saved, we're all filled with the Holy Ghost, we need to be out on the street delivering this message. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you this morning for this service. Father, we thank you for such a wonderful and awesome God that you are. And we believe that every person in this church that hands laid on them today, that whatever it was that they had is healed in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for the young lady that's in the hospital up at Nebraska City, wherever she's at. Lord, we just thank you that her body is healed in the name of Jesus this morning. Anything we ask in the name of Jesus, we know that we have it. If it lines up with his word, we know that we have it. In Jesus' name. <coughs> Lord, right now we just pray over the food that's in the sanctuary. I know everybody's getting hungry. So, Father, we just thank you. It's blessed, sanctified, and made holy to our bodies. And we just say a special prayer for, for Ashley and Brett this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that they are moving into this next step of their life. And you will bless that <coughs> throughout the rest of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.